episode 169. 69. Of the Kind of Funny Games cast. As always, I'm Tim Geddes, joined by one of the coolest dudes in video games, Greg Miller. Gotta give a shout out. I got. I, I have it now, the Instagram here. Hames SM06 for these beers. Mm-hmm. You might say, is that a terrible Instagram handle? Mm-hmm. That is a terrible Instagram. Are these Instagram good handle. beers? Yeah. yeah, they are. Yeah, they are. Yeah, these beers are Cheers. Good. And once Let's again, go. joining us, the Reverend Jared Petty. Doki Doki. Glad to be here. I like, I like the enthusiasm today, Kev. You're bringing the heat. He's bringing the heat. That's I like nice. the sultry episode 169 voice. I feel like I'm like on Delilah or People something. People need to know what's up. I don't and, know if you remember episode 69. who are you 69. calling me to say you love to A hundred <laughs> episodes ago, we had an amazing episode featuring one Alfredo Diaz. Uh, and we handled that very professionally. Of did you? Did. Uh, that launched his career. I don't know. It did launch the entire thing, man. Uh, but so here we are. Uh, I wish I could tell you that I had some crazy fun things planned for episode 169. But I'm just going to let this one play out as it lies. You know, yeah. one thing on top of the other. You know, hey! You see, see how that goes. This is the kind of funny games cast each and every week right here on youtube.com slash kind of funny games. We get together and discuss trending topics going on in video games, all the games that we've been playing. We give our impressions. We give our reviews. It's a fun time for everybody involved. If you don't want to watch us, you can listen to us by going to podcast services, searching for kind of funny games cast. There's also a whole bunch of other podcasts that if you if you want to support us, you should just probably subscribe to all of them. Kind of funny reviews. Kind of funny morning show. Kind of funny games daily. Game over Greggy show. This show. Kind of funny games cast. <laughs> I feel like I'm missing something, uh, but that might be it on podcast services around the globe. I just love um, that we kind of left you hanging there. Yeah, like, no, I don't know. Like, it's like, do we have anything else to interject? Either way, it's great. And you can support us on Patreon by going to patreon.com slash kind of funny games, which for just $1 allows you to watch this show live a couple days early when we record it or... For ten dollars, you get the video early. You get the pre-show, the post-show. We just called Jessica stuff. Negri on the pre-show. Yeah. Was she pooping when we called her? You have to pay the money to watch the pre-show to find out. Well, it's weird when you phrase it like that. She was. We want to just say that to somebody who wasn't. <laughs> I don't know, man. I don't know. I mean, it was like Nick shirt. I know, it's, it's kind of like a Fox News host thing going on there for a second. You're like, was he in fact? Let's well, just yeah, YouTube. Yeah, there. You yeah. won't believe you what won't happens believe. next. Exactly. <laughs> I mean, I feel like it's accurate to say we call Jessica Neary and you won't believe what happens next. <laughs> um, but for now, I want to give a shout out to my boy, Tom Bach, Patreon producer of the Millennium. Uh, and to all these beautiful people for supporting us on Patreon for so long. So Thank you. Your names are very nice. This name right there, my favorite of them all. Got to be your honest favorite? with you. That one right there. Yeah. It went by a little bit. It went ago. by a little while ago. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But it's okay. a good one. Any good ambiguity name. about that? Any what? Ambiguity. No. No? Not at no. all? No. Completely no. certain. He's Greg, certain. yeah, you platinumed God of War. Yeah, I did. Thank you, Kevin. Thank you, Kevin. Thank you, Kevin. You platinumed it. Platinum God of War. Everybody. I haven't even finished it. You got to get moving, man. You got to get moving. It's too good not to be amazing. How far are you? Oh, me? Oh, I'm still. I'm taking my time. Mm. I'm okay. taking my time. Okay. I like to. I like to take my time with good games. I like slow savor them like a fine wine. Sure. Exactly. Sure. And I don't feel that drive toward platinum, but I'm legitimately impressed because uh, that does not appear to be an easy platinum. Uh, it's a time commitment. Yeah. I wouldn't say it's a hard platinum at all. No? It's a. It's a. It's. One of those, what I would venture to guess or say as a, a, a trophy whore, it's pretty much a perfect platinum trophy in terms of like, hey, guess what? There's not some fucking difficulty trophy tied to this. Not some bullshit online multiplayer thing. Yeah, yeah. don't do the, you know, there's not some crazy ask of you other than playing the entire game and mm-hmm. then, you know, going and getting all the side stuff and doing that. You have to beat all the Valkyries. You do have to beat all the Valkyries ah. and then the final, mm. final Valkyrie too. In the final Valkyrie the boss. Final. 
Uh, is a really tough fight. Yeah. Okay. But let me tell you, as somebody who was getting his ass destroyed by Valkyries, just fucking crushed by them early on in the game, so much that I stopped. By the time I finally went back to do it with like my fucking amazing armor and all mm-hmm. the stuff, and I was like level eight, you know, approaching nine or whatever, like it felt good to get in there and just beat the living fuck out of these fucks. Because <laughs> I hated these things earlier when I was playing them. But to be able to get in there and just be like, no, bang, come you. back and take yeah, that vengeance. Come in yeah. and just drop the two, the three, I guess, you know, special moves, then yeah. have Atreus do his crazy shit that he can do. And then finally, be, you know, it was, it was awesome. And then Spartan Rage, like I would have him down to half before I even started really fighting him. Hell yeah, you Great. Would, dude. So did you find it's the platinum taking you through the game I, I kind of organically toward things you wanted to do anyway? I mean, Yeah, no, yeah. again, like, you know, uh, I still say that I think it's tentatively, it hasn't officially been g- given the award, but I'm pretty sure this is my favorite game of all time right now. Mm-hmm. And yeah, I wanted to do the rest of it. I wanted more story. And it's what we've all said about this game and what so yeah. many reviews have said about this game is that the side stuff doesn't feel like side stuff. And even, uh, I'm not, I mean, I'll dial that back just for fear of spoilers or anything, but like, you are getting more story out of this, more story about the characters you've already left behind after you've rolled credits. Like you are definitely cool. still progressing and learning more about the world you're in and seeing things you wouldn't have seen otherwise, which mm-hmm. is rad. After beating the game, how much time do you think you had to put in to, to platinum it? I don't know that, and that's I. I do wish when I mean, one of the in this masterpiece of a game. I really wish the save had a clock on it, just so you knew how long you've been playing. Because I that was the thing of like even like friends of ours hitting us up and being like, oh, "I'm at this thing. How much longer do I have?" And it's like, I don't, mm-hmm. I don't really remember. You know, like how long did it take you to to get through the story? I, uh, you know, I'm trying to go. It was a lot in st- to still to play and run through and do because I didn't immediately jump to. Okay, beat the story. Now let's start worrying about Ravens. Let's start doing this. It was so organic of like, cool, I have more side missions to do. All right, cool. Uh, there's the two, there's other things that have opened up now, areas that I can go to to go run this stuff, which I thought was really well done. I don't know how mm-hmm. much you've looked into or heard about that stuff. Like, uh, I know Andrea mentioned offhandedly on a Games Daily without spoiling stuff that she wasn't a big fan of some of the. There's two areas you go to mm. that you can basically go in and run content. Yeah, and oh, he was saying he didn't like it either. Yeah, I did. I, I I felt like it was rewarding in the way of like this isn't a game spoiler, and I'm not going to mention areas or the name or anything like that. But it isn't game spoilers. Uh, a new area opens up in the game. And, of course, Sindri's on the outside. You're uh, one of the blacksmiths. And is like, hey, here's this new cool armor set, of course, like everything else is. You need these uh, Mist of Echoes, which has... And he's like, you go in here and you run, you go and you fight them and you bring back the Mist. And you're opening chests and bringing out the Mist to me to make the armor. Or taking the Mist up to these, uh, I'll say, five or six treasure chests up there that have cool crap in them, too, that you need to upgrade the stuff you already have. And it... When I first heard it, because it's like, okay, it's in the, it's like randomly generated this like giant circle that you can run through mm-hmm. to fight other things. In there, there is this like poisonous gas that's slowly killing, not killing you, but slowly uh, draining your resistance meter. Ah, and once that's horrible. out, you'd start to die. I hate everything about this. But th- it reminds me of the bad du- dungeon designs in Pokemon, where it's like you're stuck in these random ass things and then it's fucking dark and you get poisoned and every step you take, you're losing life. But here's the thing is, at first that was my read too. of like, oh, I hate this kind of crap. And so I just did the front room for a while, like the main area, not even going off on the sides, which got me enough to go out there and get the next cool piece of armor. And once you, for every piece of armor you get or start upgrading, your resistance to the poison goes higher and higher and higher. So it 
ticks down slower. So I would say once I got the full set, I could make it around the thing without worry of that would be what would kill me. Random level generation is the worst thing in video games, except when it's the best thing in video games. Um, and that it, it, Derek Hughes' book about writing Spelunky covers some of this. You can yeah. look and, and see what goes into creating. Spelunky famous for its randomized levels, and that's really a lot of what makes the game. Yeah. Uh, roguelikes thrive, generally speaking, on randomly designed levels, and the bad ones you can't stand, and you learn very quickly. Just like, ah, oh, another bad random dungeon. The good ones force you, they dangle that resource management right out there on the edge because most roguelikes require you to have some kind of finite resource, whether it need to be time or food that's constantly pressing you forward. It's time in Spelunky before the ghost shows up. It's food in Sheer and the Wanderer and NetHack that's pushing you forward. If it's well-designed, like the poison pushing you forward, it creates a very exhilarating experience. Uh, would that be your, your take on this? It wasn't exhilarating. It was rewarding. Okay. Where, like, it's random in quotes, but it's the same things. Like, you know, the, you... The spinning blades you'll have to dodge to get around. Walls coming out to smash against it, right? And then like, oh, but there's a treasure chest I can see over there. So I have to figure out how to get, you know, get over there real quick in between them, come back, move on to the next thing. And every chest you open, again, refills your meter a little bit and you can get, you know, the bonuses and the gems and whatever to make it even more, you more resistant to get more from it and all that stuff. I'm intrigued just to try God of War, uh, roguelike, honestly. Yeah, so. and it was the <laughs> running through and getting to the end of the circuit and going up there and opening a new treasure chest and getting something that made me immensely more powerful or made my weapons way more powerful. I was down for that, and I like the combat, and I, I still... You know, Jen asked me the same thing when she was watching me do this, and God bless her for watching me platinum two games back-to-back <laughs> -back night, or, you know, a weekend into another night, where she was just like, I watch it, and I don't understand what's so great about the combat, and I'm like... And I don't think she's watched our content, of course, because she's a monster. But it was it was what I've said on the shows of just like, understand that every move he's doing, I'm making him do and I know what he's about to do. It's not like old God of War, right? Oh, I'm going to pop him up in the air by hitting this and then I'm just going to do this thing and then I'll be done. Like, I know what I'm doing. I'm going in and making decisions on what my loadout is going to be, what powers I want to use when I go through there. Mm -hmm. So just getting to to go and grind through this system to fight, but to fight different things and different. Every time you go back in. Uh, it's a different, uh, in terms of what it was last time, uh, type of enemy you're fighting. So mm -hmm. like, oh, it's going to be these motherfuckers this whole time as I run yeah. around and some of them fly around me. Or I go back and, oh, it's going to be these like... These fucks from Thor 2. These fucks from Thor 2. <laughs> <laughs> you're, you're getting a, a differing enemy sets that way. So it was... I, it, it was good for the fact that I, I was so in love with this game. I can be understand being turned off, especially if you're not platinum driven. But it was like, Andrea, I think, was ahead of me when, when I was like, oh, and I got to this place. I was like, oh, I don't like it. When I started doing it, I felt like the time really melted by as I went. And I know Dan yes. Riker liked it a lot, too, in terms of that. And, like, of just like, okay, cool. It was something I went through, and it was another couple boxes to tick. And then I got what I needed and got all the cool stuff and went on and went to the next challenge. I'll get to it eventually. I'm looking forward to this then. Yeah. That's it. No. Yeah. And, uh, you know, shout out to them for back to, you know, doing the Platinum. The way fast travel's done in the game that the, I feel like as that slowly opens as you play the game, uh, it's like, oh, okay, cool. I don't know how much I'll use it. But for this, I was using it nonstop, and it really made getting around the world easy. Mm. And I was concerned because some of the environments and areas of the map you go into, right, are vertical and then really twisty, turny. Wait, uh, how did I get? Oh, especially when you're mm. trying to reverse engineer it of like walking into a room you haven't been to in 30 hours and be like, fuck, I remember I got up there. How did I? Like the system that they have i'm you know i don't want to spoil anything for anybody even though i think most people who are really super into playing it have played it or are going are into playing mm -hmm. it. uh I, I thought that it was the appropriate amount of 
backtracking without making me feel like I was wasting time, yeah. uh, making it convenient to get to most of these things, even going through and getting, you know, Odin's 52 or one, 51 uh, Ravens. Like, I was like, this is going to be a bitch. Mm, but so Raven. That's so <laughs> Raven. Uh, the way it, they're numbered, the way the mini map shows you, okay, in this area, like the, in your map, this is how many total you have left to find, how many you found. But then as you go to individual areas, right, for this section, this is, this is you have four or five. And it's like, That's oh, good. okay, cool. And so I like it when games help you. Yeah, get exactly. All the I don't, it's such a pain in the ass having to pull out like game facts or whatever right. and be like, oh, stop by stop. And as always, shout out to PS4 trophies on YouTube, Brian. I watched his guides for both uh, the mm-hmm. Ravens and then for the artifacts that I was short and stuff. Just great stuff. Got to represent those IGN guides back in the day, man. That's yeah. what I did for a long time. Sure. I, I try rag a frag over there. You know what I mean? It's just yeah. like you're not. It's not, it's just not organized the right man. way. I can't do it. You, you don't like it? It's no. not organized the right it's just, way. It, 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 it's just for the very specific case I needed. Like uh-huh. his is much more like. Here's how to get all this stuff. I'm like, yeah, but what if I just wanted it for the trophy? Like, what uh, do I do? And that's why be, Brian's there. Brian's there. Don't you be besmirching the noble name of Ragafrag. I love smirching. Brendan, everyone knows that. <laughs> I don't know, man. Gotta any any other thoughts on God of War, Jared? Uh, just that it's spectacular, and I, I really am savoring it like a fine wine. Mm-hmm. Um, it, that's. I tend to play good games slowly. Uh, the more I enjoy a game, the more I stretch it out, it, it's it goes all the way back to my childhood. Um, I remember uh, reading Lord of the Rings for the first time, which is in the most quintessentially dorky way possible. Still, my favorite novel. And uh, I do you think Clerks is a better novel? What what Clerks? Yeah, uh, the, the, the novelization of Clerks. Do you I did not read the novelization of Clerks. Uh, I think Lonesome Dove would be pro- if we're talking about like greatest novels, probably Lonesome Dove. But gotcha. favorite would be uh, Lord of the Rings. And uh, Lord of the Rings is when I got to Return to the King, I read less and less every night mm. because I didn't want it to end. Yeah, so uh, my brother. I tend still hasn't read the final Harry Potter book. No kidding, no. really he hasn't read Deathly Hallows. Has not read it. Interesting. <laughs> <laughs> we got Lacroix down. Well, there we go, Lacroix down. I don't think there's any mic damage here, thank goodness. No, it's down well, below though. We're yeah. fine. We're totally fine here. It's dripping on my me undies. Uh, dripping yeah, you're wearing me undies. Right? They're not a sponsor today, right? No, no not no, today. Great. Just making sure you like them. I do like them. Okay, yeah, good. I feel good. good. good I feel good, real good. nice. Yeah, yeah. Me and I went right. with kind of a nice like. I'm thinking about washing them and wearing them on the show tomorrow too. But Smart. I don't know. I got some new Thanks, shirts coming through, but they're both. I they're both. I can just hold them up and tell. You need a wash. Just that little bit of shrink I need on that shirt. You know what I mean? Like you're a little too big right now. I've literally never had that problem. No, you. Yeah, fuck you. I'm working on it. You're working on it. You're doing great. I'm getting there. I got a new shirt today. Got that Atari shirt. That's very. I'm very happy about yeah, it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's kind of weird though, because like when it, Atari released in Japan, they released the Atari 2600 there as the Atari 2800 back in the early 80s. And this says Atari in Katakana, mm-hmm. which is how they labeled it there in the uh, same way in, in their old packaging. But Atari is a Japanese word. Uh-huh. A Japanese word would normally be written in kanji. Mm-hmm. But because they use katakana for words that are brought in loan words from other languages but even though it's a japanese word it's written in katakana because it's from america that's interesting here as i can tell so it's really kind of weird and interesting to me there's cool. fun with language uh but yeah fun uh, with language. no god of war is uh it, it continues to exceed expectations i mm-hmm. mean it's and expectations are pretty high so i i i don't have a lot to piggyback on what greg said there except that um i think that we talk about hype as something enjoyable. Uh, th- this transcends hype. This is this is art. Um, this is something that deserves the the critical accolade it's receiving. And uh, I I've met 
very few people that didn't enjoy it. There was there was a kid on the uh, or I don't know if it's a kid. He might be seventy years old no, on the uh, <laughs> on the kind of funny Reddit uh, talking the other day. It's like, hey, I something like I just don't get this. Yeah, and I was like. <clears throat> No, there's nothing wrong with you. I, we don't all like the same things. I I had to read Thomas Wolfe's Look Homeward Angel in, in school, and I'm told it's a great novel. And I, you know, I I really could think of better uses for that book than reading it, like holding a door open. But I, uh, yeah, it's a big thick book. So you know, we're not always going to love the same things. But I I do think that this is going to appeal to most people. You still playing it, Tim? Or are you done with it? No, I beat it and I'm done. Okay, like, moved maybe on. Maybe I'll pop in if I'm like bored on a weekend. But chances are. I'm, I'm gearing up for Detroit now. Oh, yeah, buddy. Yeah, you that Detroit Rock yeah. City right there. Yeah. No, I bet I, I didn't do the demo yet. I wanted to. I don't was do like, it. I'm don't wait. Don't worry about it. The wait for the game. Go for it from, from there. Very excited about it. But I have been poking around on a few other games. But before we get to that, I want okay. to talk to Greg about this. You, you platinum God of War, and then boom, you platinum Telltale Batman, The Enemy Within. Nice. Season oh. two. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I'd let episodes four and five stack up. Because honestly, I felt episodes two and three kind of were just like, all right, but whatever. You know what I mean? And it's an interesting thing. And I don't know, because I've been trying to put my finger on it. I uh, platinumed it two nights ago, right? Yeah, not last night was the anniversary. So Monday night I platinumed it. And did so I did four and five back to back. And I was trying to figure out why this season didn't fire on all cylinders for me like season one did. Because season one, if you remember, I think overall pretty much too from reviewers was well received. People mm-hmm. liked it. It was awesome that episode one started with the Batman story, you know, and then by the end of that and then the rest of the season really deviates into, no, this is Telltale's universe and they can do whatever they want with yeah. it. And I feel Batman season two suffers from the same thing so many superhero movies end up suffering from is we've put too many people into this so mm. they aren't getting the time to shine and then the one you want to shine takes doesn't get enough time yeah because once again uh anthony gruber friend of the show he's been through obviously uh is amazing as joker or john doe slash the joker right and we knew, episode one of batman season two i thought was phenomenal where it introduces riddler the fighting is way more is well better choreographed uh you get a lot of great scenes, and I'm gonna. By the way, I'm gonna do spoilers for this as I talk about the ba- this throughout. Now, the cool thing about it is, your episode five probably will be different than mine. It is one of the more. I can't remember the last. I don't think it's ever happened with a Telltale game where I finished my playthrough and then went and read wikis and went and watched videos because they do a bunch of different choices. What? <laughs> I was trying to not laugh and let it slide. Jared tried to hold the burp and there was a moment where I was like, what is happening? I was going to throw up. I was like, is well, Jared about to just throw up? Well, first off, I don't, I don't want to do the burp. Second, every time I do the burp, Kevin complains. No, I yeah, get yeah, it. Okay. I get it. Yeah. I get it. Uh, uh, sorry. I'm no, sorry. it's totally fine. I, it's totally fine. I saw it happening too for a second and it was like, oh no, it's just right. If I just hurled all over the that would be pretty spectacular. Like, what? What I mean, fuck? it'll happen one day to somebody, I'm sure. I, when, I was, when I was in school, I, I had a day where I was drinking milk and somebody made me laugh and the milk cake pouring out of my nose with the boogers in it Ugh. and the kid across it's just flowing all over the table full of boogers oh, the kid no. across the table from me looks up sees that and then pukes into oh, the milk full of no. boogers all over How the table old were you guys <laughs> probably like eight okay yeah it was a good day for me it was that it's i was i was day. driving in college we threw a house party and the next morning i drove one of my friends parker back to st louis because i was going back to chicago and it was it was one of our ragers of course and he was super hungover and like on death's doorstep and so i'm driving the tourist 
course down uh, se- uh, I-70 in Missouri going towards St. Louis. And, I'm, and he's been sleeping. I just look over and he has his cheeks fully just like, and he's like, and I'm like, oh fuck! Yeah. And so I pull, and it was just too much. He, he just threw up all over himself. And I was like, he could have rolled down the window. When he was fine, and he, but you know, how the moment you're not expecting it, and it, was, it was got him to St. Louis, and then got out and just like it just <sighs> disinfected the car and sat there and ate McDonald's in the hood. So good sure. lord! Yeah. I, I practically never drink in excess, but yeah. I, I had a friend that took me out when I first moved to Japan to a very nice sushi place. Sure, and he was very kindly offering me many many drinks, and I had not yet learned the seductive power of. Shochu, Japanese grain alcohol, oh, yeah, yeah. which is Japanese vodka. And I came home at about two in the morning. Angie wasn't home and deposited about two pounds of raw Oof, fish. That's the worst. On my living room floor and then oh. passed out in it. Oh. And Angie came home and found me laying Jesus. in that at about four Let's in the morning. Back video games. Yeah. Back to Batman. <laughs> um, uh, Anthony Gruber, his Joker is phenomenal. And I mean the performance of John Doe to the performance in episode five of being the Joker one way or the other. Like, it's awesome. It's crazy. I think this is always the thing a lot of people will not argue with, but everybody consumes, I think, Telltale a little bit differently, where some people prefer everything at once. I usually like the the episodes that do that. Mm -hmm. I felt the middle of this season sagged so much that it wore on me, whereas maybe if I would have marathoned them, it wouldn't have been as bad. Mm. And then on top of that, I think it would have even done more for my appreciation of his performance. Mm. But the John Doe we get in episode one is so far removed from the Joker you get in episode five. And I think that's amazing. He he deserves credit for that. Um, And that's the weird part I'm left with, where episode one, I thought, was so well done. And started the season so strong. Mm-hmm. And it's I think if I could take that memory and then have just my memory of episode five, I would have been like, well, clearly this season is going to be game of the year worthy and all these different things. But it's it, but it, those three episodes in the middle, I struggled to tell you exactly what happened in them because mm-hmm. it was so middling of cool. They introduced Amanda Waller in episode one, yeah. right? So we know we're hurtling towards Suicide Squad. And sure enough, yeah, you know, they joke, they mentioned that Harley's going to be involved. And then you have. Harley, Mr. Freeze, Bane, all in those three episodes as part of this group, the pack that had worked with Riddler is bringing in John. John wants to bring in Bruce Wayne to be part of it because he's in this universe, of course, has this lineage, the Wayne family of being bad guys. Yeah. And I don't like their Harley. I don't like her voice actress. And I, I shouldn't say that. I don't like her performance. I don't like this rendition of Harley that's trying to be Harley but not be Harley. It's like mm. trying to give a Boston version hardly. of Harley. And it's like, hardly. Great. That was good. They're Bane. It's just like these are all characters that deserved. It should have been Joker and Harley, and that should have been this season mm. and their dynamic and them playing. Because it's interesting the fact that Harley's in control of the group and Joker's in love with her, and he's very much playing the submissive role, right? Or John Doe is when this is all happening. And they toy around with that, but it is this middling thing of like, okay, so in my head, I'm like, episode two and three, what? happened and it's like i remember you know yeah bruce goes to try to work with them this all happens they need to get this thing they have a disagreement i'm like that's episode three i think what it was what the fuck was episode two i think you just described <clears throat> most netflix series right um you exactly. get strong beginning strong ending and a binge middle you don't remember exactly. and, and that was the thing is what i i found myself enjoying episode four so much because we started narrowing the focus right yeah. all right freeze is going to be out of commission all right bane is out of it for the most part or they're being used in a more Hey, Harley and John are the focus of this, which got us back to where it's really working with. And so I love episodic gaming, but it does. It, you have this problem. You you can get away with a TV series apparently, uh, where you have a lot of weak episodes in the middle, and people will still watch it. 
But video gaming, if an episode doesn't stand on its right. own, people may not come I back mean, this because is my it's thing. interactive. This is my thing with the end of Telltale Guardians of the Galaxy episode one and the beginning of two. Where I, by the end of episode one, I was like, when is this over with? Oh, jeez, okay. And then I was like, all right, let's try episode two. And I started it up and I was like, this is, no, nah, I can't do it. And mm-hmm. I was just done. I'm just, I'm not going to sit there and mm-hmm. not do it. But like being as close as I was to this, enjoying obviously Batman and DC and Troy mm-hmm. and Laura and Anthony. Anthony yeah. I wanted to see it through. Mm-hmm. And I'm glad I did because ep- the end of the episode five and the, the, in episode four into episode five, like they really start going back to what I thought made season one so great, which is like, here are crazy twists and turns and choices. And I, as somebody who's just wa- read about it now and watched now, I think, and I, 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 you're welcome to tweet at me if I'm wrong or you don't agree. I think it's the most, hey, this, is, this could end any number of ways that a Telltale game's ever been. In terms of mm. like, there's a character in this named Tiffany Fox, right? Who's Lucius Fox's daughter. Uh, there, in, in episode one, if you remember, Lucius Fox dies. She's mad at Bruce over this. Eventually, she finds out he's Batman, of course, and gets involved with the whole thing. And so, like, at the end of this, and again, I'm spoiling this whole game for you, by the way. So I'm not. I'm not. I'm just doing it without. I mean, that was episode one spoilers. I'm gonna do episode five stuff just to set it up. But this is your chance, your final chance to jump ahead five minutes, seven minutes, and see if we're still talking about it. Um, in the, in this, it's reveal like, right. Joker thinks that Joe, the pact is blaming Joker for, uh, the death of the Riddler Joker saying it's not him. It's Amanda Waller, <laughs> Amanda Waller, or no, it was Amanda Waller saying it was Riddler there. You know, blah, blah. and finally Tiffany admits that it was her, right? Mm. She blames the Riddler, you know, killed Lucius. She used her drones and technology that she's doing, blah, blah, blah. So eventually after everything happens, get the scene with her and Batman and she's like got her own little outfit and like she's been helping out Batman for the episode of like, cool, what are we going to do? And there's a choice of, you know, mentor her or turn her in. Mm. And I was like, oh, of course. All right, cool. And like my Batman, I'm playing not even the way I think Batman acts, right? I'm playing just a much more kind-hearted Batman. I'm like, we're going to mentor you. Like murdering is not right. But in my head, I was rationalizing like, well, he doesn't turn Damien in for everything he's done Mm -hmm. with League of the Assassins. I'll do it that way. Uh, and like, okay, cool. And then when I read and went, read the Wikipedia and watched some of the YouTube videos, it's like there's two variations of that ending based on which you pick. So it's like you make the one choice and then there's two more branching choices ah. for that of I'm going to turn you in and you take her to the cops or something or she flies away and like, you know, you don't catch her based on all the other decisions you've made up until that point. Rad. And it's like, that is fucking rad. That is really fucking cool. Uh the ending, like the last scene, right? And this is something they've been playing with all season is that, and I think it's cool, since the events of season one, when Alfred either lost an eye, which mine didn't because I'm fucking Batman, oh, or, yeah. you know, got kidnapped basically or by uh, Harvey Dent slash Two-Face, uh, he's got like the shakes and he's like passing out. He's like, he's clearly a wreck, right? And like, we, we have to deal with this, you keep saying, but there's always something else to deal with. The end of it, Alfred, you come back into the manor, right? And Alfred's got his briefcase or his suitcase packed and he's sitting there having a, a whiskey and he's just like, I'm leaving. Like, I can't do this anymore. You shouldn't. And it's a very cool scene of like, you know, I try to talk your father out of being the gangster he was and he didn't want to listen. You know what I mean? And he wouldn't, he didn't see that anything. And he's like, you're doing the same thing and it's going to end the exact same way for you. You're going to be dead in the gutter at the criminal's hand, which is, you know, even though Thomas and Martha were bad people in this universe, it's the same way then for them. Right. And the choice pops up of, you know, uh, 
it's either give up Batman or give up Alfred. Like, you know what oh, I mean? And like, oh, and like the, the symbols, the bat signals in the air. Alfred's had this whole long conversation and he's starting to walk away with his suitcase and you're in the middle and you have to make that choice. And so that's fucking awesome. Like, yeah, I like that's really cool. Episode five starts playing with these really great things and, and, I, and great like twists on this thing. Uh, this is totally not even talking about. What did you choose? I chose. I was like, "See you later, Alfred." I'm Batman. <laughs> I'm Batman. I'm Batman. I'm Batman. And then I go and I watched like the and I went on YouTube and like I just don't do this usually. I went on yeah. YouTube and watched the other choice and it was like it is Bruce being like, "There's other ways for me to help," and I'll do this. And it's like, "Huh, that's an interesting take on it." Uh, all of this is ignoring the fact that the episode is drastically different based on how you've treated John Doe, who then becomes the Joker, because it is either he's inspired by he knows your Batman, he knows Bruce Wayne's Batman, yeah, and either he's inspired by everything you've done and the good friend you've been and becomes a uh, vigilante joker where he's doing he's doing jokery things but he thinks he's doing it the right way and huh. some of that's obviously reflected in what he's seen you do right of like the way i throw you, you know you have batarangs and you're taking people out and he's like got these uh joker smiles that are like saw blades that he's like burying in people's backs and like really fucking them up and shit and like you know batman's like we don't kill or like, that's what my batman's saying is he's yeah. trying to explain to this ki- guy and again i'm treating him very much like a demented damian wayne of like this isn't what it's about, man. Don't do this. <laughs> but there, this the, all sounds fucking cool. The yeah, episode the plays out really the complete opposite way. If you want it to, if you, cause like there's all these choices throughout the game, especially early on. And what I, what I, I, I went with the entire way with John Doe and, uh, Anthony's Joker. Even I went the very loving, friendly way of like throughout the game. He doesn't lie to you. He does, you know, he isn't doing horrible things to do horrible things. Like from season one, when you met him, it's the same way. And so I came into it like, Telltale loves to fuck with you in the mm-hmm. Batman universe and make you they put out characters that you think are going to be one way, but they're a little bit different. Yeah. And so my thing was like, maybe I can, as Bruce and Batman, redeem the Joker. Maybe I can save him. What is that going to look like by the time I get to episode five? Yeah. So I make all the friendship choices with him and try to take care of him and try to, you know what I mean? And like, I guess it would have been. The end of episode four, I played him back to back, so it's kind of one giant mashup, right? But you have it out with him where he, he does come, he came at me. I'm not sure if it plays out that way, everybody, in a fun house when we were trying to find Harley. Like, we come there and he's there and he's covered in blood and there's all these dead agents around and he's like, these guys just fucking showed up ready to kill me. I wasn't, I didn't want to kill them. You know what I mean? You're like, what happened? And he's like, I don't know, it all happened so fast. But And his story doesn't match up exactly with what's happening. Yeah. But it is that thing throughout this game. This motherfucker hasn't lied to me. Right. So I'm like, he gets mad at me for not believing him and a little bit and questioning him. But then it was like, all right, like, I'm with you. Like, you are, we'll get back to this. We're going to talk about this, but I'm with you, which then spawns him to become Vigilante Joker, who's off balance, but wearing the black, uh, like, black paint across his eyes and doing his hair up into what looks to be, like, green little horns. You know awesome. what I mean? Like, Batman. It's like, it's goofy in, like, in a good way of, like, when he shows up and starts fucking people up, like, it's playing a goofy thing, but he's using like grappling hooks and he's using your batarangs. And it's very clearly like he's trying to be Batman. And at the time, I didn't think about it, but when I went and watched YouTube videos of the opposite side of it, no, he's the Joker Joker, you know? Yeah. You know, the music's way more sinister and it's way more this. Like him being the vigilante Joker, they play a more colorful, lighthearted, like he's trying, you know, and it's fucked up and he's hurting people. But uh. I wish uh, I wish Telltale was able to do it. Did you ever play Tactics Ogre on PSP? Yes, I did actually okay. play Tactics Ogre. So you Ogre. know where I'm going with this yes. then? Okay, well, so the Wheel of Fate or whatever yeah, it was, right? The ability to go back to any important decision in the game after you finish, yeah. and it just maps them out. And it's like, hey, what? Which of these would you like to try differently? 
and it shows they you the whole web of the game, and then you go back and you can go through. And it'd be nice to be able to play through those it, well, alternate I, I, timelines. I forget when mm. they stop, but I remember for sure Walking Dead One right had had the ability Did to it? go. Maybe it was Back to the Future. They used to have it though, okay. of like go back to key moments and play yeah, from there. Yeah, and play from there. Um, but this one would be, I think, like honestly, this would be too complicated, and that's yeah. why I went to YouTube because mm. you, I think, you'd really have to go back to. And I don't think it's that far, but maybe season one, because it is like wow. you in season one, you can he tries to help you, and it's like you can either say you owe him one or don't. And so I'm sure that's a nonchalant. I said you'd owe me one, Bruce, and he's like, no, I didn't. I never said that. You know what I mean? You said that, and I, I'm sure that's mm-hmm. the only change. But like throughout this season of all the branching differences, and it all builds to, in mine, a really heartbreaking but really fucking brutal Joker Batman fight of like what you'd want from these characters going at it each other. And, like, I end up in Ace Chemical. And well, hold on. So in yours... He's a vigilante. He's a vigilante, and you guys end up fighting? Yeah, of course. I mean, like, you figure, like, it's like I always talk about, you always got to come back to this. But even then, we'll get to it in a second, the endings do the same branching thing, depending on what mm. you choose throughout it. Um, but, yeah, uh, in mine, right, yeah, he's going to be with me. It's gonna He's going to do all this different stuff, right? And I just need to believe in him. So we go when we believe in him, we go from... The fun house where, or in the abandoned amusement park, to a bridge where Amanda Waller and the rest of the guy, Amanda Waller and her team, have uh, Harley Quinn like basically trapped in the. She's trying to get a virus out that's that can like you know just fuck up everybody or whatever. Classic Harley. Classic Harley. <laughs> and uh, you know we get there and it was Bruce and uh, John. They get there, they're both covered in blood, and they're like, what the fuck? It, it doesn't make it. This is where it's a little bit too comic booky and video gamey of like, why the fuck would any of this be okay? Whatever, whatever. <laughs> and so, like, I chose to go try to talk to Harley. I didn't say the right things and come back. John's like, let me go. I let him go. And Amanda Waller's not about it, but he goes out there, and it looks like they're conspiring, and they're going to do something horrible. But I think, and I, I might be getting out of order. You know, they, they apprehend Harley. <clears throat> She's pissed because John said that wouldn't happen. John comes over, and he's just like, I got it, and he's got the virus or whatever. And Amanda Waller's like, "Give it to me, like t- take him down." And he's like, "What the?" You-? She crosses the line, in my opinion, of mm. like lying to him, which then pushes him over the edge to go be way more vigilante Joker and be super bad guy about it or whatever. And uh, this, of course, then leads to us fighting and doing this stuff, and we end up at Ace Chemical, where you know Waller's there, Tiffany shows up, all these different things. But then eventually, it does end up with the confrontation of Batman versus Joker, of just trying to stop him, even right. But like they're fighting, brawling. It's really it's choreographed extremely well, just like the the fighting I was talking about in okay. episode one being amazing. Uh, but the dialogue is awesome when like in the choices you start making there, if you're fighting and this is happening, blah blah, and you're beating the shit out of him, and he's he's finally doing. It. I remember I don't know if you remember it well from when Anthony was through and we we're talking about it and how you know since he he had been playing at the time and obviously going to spoil it playing restrained i'm john doe right mm. like i'm not joker yet like there's <laughs> like that kind of stuff like this is where he's finally like off the leash and just mm. doing the maniacal joker cackle and all these different things and it's like it's fucking creepy and awesome they brawl 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 and eventually i think it's yeah like they're going uh, batman uh earlier like uh there had been an explosion at gcpd when they were up on the roof i'm sure this is connected to them too he had fallen through and gotten rebarbed like through his chest Eesh. where he had to like pull it together and get up so he's like super fucked up already he yeah. can't like really so joker that's how joker's hanging with this like ninja or whatever uh but eventually you know they're, they're brawling in like the control room and like batman just i think took like joker had either already stabbed him and he took it out or they were brawling and took one of the things and just fucking slammed it through joker's hand into the control thing so joker couldn't move and then just like fucking pummeled him and he drops to the ground and then batman slams it against the wall and drops to the ground they're just like 
foot to foot, like right across from each other. And like, they have this just intense conversation about their friendship and their connection of like, you know, did you ever care? Like, yeah, yeah. I mean, this weird little killing joke talk. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. And yeah, they, there's a, they toss a joke. It's just, it's really, really well done. And then it, you know, leads to, yeah, the choices I just said. And then, yeah, the ending is again, different for everybody. But the one I got was jokers in Arkham. And, uh, you know, he's like scribbling on the wall or some shit. And it's like, you know, Joker got a visitor and he looks out and it's Bruce Wayne walking up in a, in it. I, I don't think we're getting a season three and I don't know how I have no insider information. Obviously I know I, I work with telltale a lot. I don't know, but, uh, it's Bruce adjusts his tie and like looks over and Joker like looks up and he's like, all right. And like, they're going to talk. But the, w- if, if I was a betting man and they were leaving the door open for three, I think that was hush. I because he totally had this like swagger cockiness to him that did it, and I almost thought that I heard like you know what I mean in the background. Ah, but then cool. there's apparently there's a variation of that where Joker refuses to see you or some shit. Then there's the other side if he was bad Joker, right? Of he's in a he's in another padded cell at Arkham and has like uh, stuffed animal figures of Bruce and himself and is like talking and like weird like episode five is the payoff obviously, so it gets a lot of benefits, but. Having any kind of really fucking hard decisions like that in episodes four, three, or two mm-hmm. really, I think, would have mattered more to me. Because, like, mm. Catwoman pops back up, and, like, how do you... Inter- That's not, like, a choice, really. I'm just choosing dialogue there yeah. to get mm-hmm. to the same thing. Whereas this one, the payoffs were so different and so cool, and the performances were so great. It's, like, it's a really a, a tale of two seasons where it's, like, man, these two episodes are some of the best shit I've ever played in a Telltale game. And all this middle stuff just is one blur. It kind of sounds like a, a three-episode season that got stretched to five. Yeah. I mean, yeah. Or I, that's, and it's I, exciting. And I just this, feel but. like, yeah, if you would have committed to it's just it's just Joker. It's Joker with you the entire time as he, your friend and then becoming either becoming a vigilante with you or then becoming this. And you're dealing with Harley and then we get her off the board yeah. or you're dealing with Freeze and you get him off the board and Harley comes back. Is The fact that they were all running around together in this weird subway station working together. Some type of suicide squad. Whatever. It would always be some kind of suicide squad. Uh, like that's the thing too, right? Like uh, I was very much like, oh man, like they're playing with ideas. I wonder what they're going to do. You know, the pack just turns out to be Amanda Waller suicide squad. She's mm-hmm. quietly been, you know, playing all these people. It's like, all right, well, what the fuck do I care? Hmm. You know what I mean? Yeah. But it, yeah. it's, that sounds bad, but Every, again, everything you just said sounds cool. It yeah. sounds like there might be some things that weren't delivered on, but overall, it's like. Did you sounds, play season one? I forget. No, the only Telltale game I've ever I played episode one of Walking Dead uh, yeah. with Gia. We didn't continue that. Too scary uh, for you. Yeah, way too scary. Uh, <laughs> but Game of Thrones season one was the only season I played gotcha. all the way through, and I, I know that probably wasn't the best. No, thing that was to not. Do. That was not. Like, I, yeah. Well, from I didn't think. But it was like, I love Game of Thrones, so it's like. To me, it's like, oh, I'm I'm more invested in this than I was Walking Dead at the time or whatever. I, and I guess that was but Batman. Th- is like, this sounds super cool. I'd love for you to play it. But it, I, my thought on it was this, right? I remember when I was playing season one and when I finished season one being like, holy shit, Nick, you have to play this. This mm-hmm. is so for you. Whereas this one, I was like, yeah, these two episodes are cool, but I don't need to. Yeah. I, and it's been interesting because I felt season one and granted, I was there every Tuesday when it dropped or whatever, playing it, I felt like there was more buzz and excitement about that. And I had been equating season two's lack of buzz, people not hitting me up about it, right? People talk to me about every superhero game. Yeah, I yeah. wasn't getting a lot of stuff about this. I equated it to being like, well, oh, like season one was different and unique, and that's what grabbed headlines. Whereas I think it was just a stronger narrative throughout, right? Because season one was Bruce coming to terms with his family's thing, 
having Harley and Selena there, yeah. having Lady Arkham, like there, there was, there weren't as many things on the board happening at once that I, I and I don't even know. Like I think when I think about like uh, season one, I'm thinking about uh, 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 Two Face, and I'm thinking about Penguin, and I'm thinking about Catwoman, and I'm thinking about Lady Arkham. Yeah, like I can tell you their entire beats and plots yeah. and everything. Whereas season two was very much like, oh, yeah, yeah. They, I didn't, I, I forgot they were after a virus until this. And I, when, did that even get, when did that get, you know, announced uh, in the game? I don't know. It was, so it's this weird thing of like really great stuff in there. I just don't think the middle section was all that wonderful. Would you recommend people play it though? If what I said sounds interesting, yeah. Even though I just ruined the whole thing. <laughs> but I mean, this type of game, there's different ways to do it. Sure. So. And I, that's the thing of like, yeah, handling. And it, it, it was the traditional, not traditional, but it was the, uh, interesting telltale thing of when I got to the end I was like maybe I should have played this differently right where my Clem and my Lee I was never like that like I did the right things and I stuck to a code whereas this one I was a bit more wishy-washy in the situation mm. see I, I I feel like I mean episodes two three and four what at least two hours each right mm. so I mean that's that's sick. that's six yeah, hours no, totally. of, of drudgery to, to mold well, through even to when I started ending. episode four I did have a moment of like should I really do this? Like I didn't. I I don't remember enjoying the last ones all that much. Do I need to see this through? And I was like, well, it's Batman. I'm right there. It's a platinum. Mm-hmm. And plus, it's a DC game. I gotta. I gotta. Yeah, you gotta do it. You gotta do it. Ladies and gentlemen, this episode of Kind of Funny Games Cast brought to you by Pro Flowers. You know oh, why, Greg? Why is that? Mother's Day. Don't right forget. Yeah. So we need to give you options here. One of those options is Pro Flowers. Uh, Mom deserves more than one day. So even if it's not Mother's Day. You should just be out there getting birthdays her flowers up. every day. Yep. Birthdays come up. Tuesdays come up. It's the same thing. You know what I mean? Uh, when you send her pro flowers for Mother's Day, she's guaranteed to have at least seven days of fresh, beautiful flowers. This is the last week that you can send 100 colorful blooms with a free glass vase for just $19.99 plus shipping and handling with my promo code KF games uh with fresh flowers guaranteed delivery and unique vases and accessories that mom will love pro flowers has everything you need to get your mother's day going on yeah you know okay. i mean you want your mom to be happy you want to make her dance the best way to make her dance flowers committing right these pro that, flowers that's the answer yeah. right here that's the yeah. answer have best you way to give your mom dance? flowers greg yeah of course i have did she dance yeah. i don't know i mean she I'm not, did oh, okay. i have it on my good authority that she did everybody. mother's day is this sunday don't forget to show mom how much she means to you. Send her 100 colorful blooms with a free glass vase for just $19.99 plus, for, plus shipping and handling. Visit proflowers.com. Click on the blue microphone in the upper right corner and use code KFGAMES. That's proflowers.com. Code KFGAMES. Kev, you like them pro flowers, right? Does Paul like them pro flowers? Yep. She's got some... Uh... In the in our bedroom right now, <laughs> she's got some in the. Uh, I was just trying to remember where. Did, well, there's did you a ever lot of flowers. Your mom? I feel like your mom would really like some. Yeah, but I get them for Paula. Yeah, <laughs> that's the thing, man. Everyone has moms, but hey, here's the, and the thing about it, like maybe you don't like your mom, maybe you don't have a mom that anymore. That is totally cool. Guess what? The the code works you for have everybody. someone in your life. Yeah, give them to anybody. Give it to someone. Give it to give yourself, yourself, man. Give it yourself. Those flowers. Proflowers.com code KF Games. And now here's the other thing, Greg. Yeah, what's that? Flowers. Great thing to give to people. People like flowers. You know what else is yeah. great to give people? Cherry's berries. Cherry's berries. Cool loves these cherry's berries. Ah, uh, cool loves them. Here. I love them. So Jared loves them. Uh, I can't I, eat I them can't anymore. Can't eat but I love them so much. Yeah. <laughs> They're so um, tasty looking. And uh, I'm sure my mom will love some some cherry's berries. I'm gonna get her some as well. Uh, cherry's berries shows you, shows your mom that you put thought into the gift because you're like, you know. There's generic things that you can do, like those balloons. You can go buy some of those Mylar balloons, Mother's yeah. Day Mylar balloons. Yeah. No, 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 no. If you get Sherry's berries, they're like, whoa. 
This, he, is, some this next is a level. coordinated attack yeah. on Mother's Day. Well, you, you, can't, fresh, you can't in a good way. It's a pro attack. Fresh, juicy strawberries dipped in milk, dark and white chocolatey goodness, then topped with rich chocolate chips, chopped nuts, and guess what, Greg? What? Signature swizzles. Can you dial the sensualness back? Stop putting your tongue hey, out. Hey, you know what? I can't do anything. Because right here, Sherry's Berries making my day way too good. This is episode 169, Greg. Anything, okay, good point. Anything can happen with these swizzles. Uh, hurry in order today. Mother's Day is in just six days as of the recording. Oh, good job with the uh, math there. There's only, I totally made that up. <laughs> oh, really? Uh, there's only one way to get this amazing deal from Mom. Freshly dipped strawberries starting at $19.99 plus shipping and handling. And remember, you can also double the berries, double the fun for just $10 more. My whole thing. If you're going to buy a TV, why uh-huh. buy the 55-inch? Buy the 65-inch. Sure. If you're going to buy some berries and you can double the berries for $10 more, double, double those berries. berries. Go to berries.com. That's B-E-R-R-I-E-S.com. Then click on the microphone in the upper right corner and enter code KF Games. That's berries.com. Code KF Games. Nice. I you have promise a 65-inch TV? Hold on, hold on, everybody. Kind, wow. kind of funny press pool member, uh, Kevin Coelho, something to say. I promise you, you will not regret doubling the berries. <laughs> <laughs> we ate so many of them on the morning show today. I had like four. They're really good. They're really good. I can't eat them. You, can, uh, you can't even. It's cool not even just the chocolate. Yeah, fruit, I couldn't right? have the fruit at this point. Yeah. Cool really? call. Yeah, not at this point. Fruit keto's keto? weird. Not, uh, not, yeah, keto's real weird. Sugars yeah. and stuff. Oh, yes. Carbs, yeah. sugars. You don't want those. I mean, when I enter maintenance stage, yeah, limited amounts of fruit are going to be, but I am way far away stage. from that. This morning, I had to get a bunch of files and stuff on my home computer collected yeah. for some project we're working on. Uh, and while I was doing that, Cool Greg calls me and he's like, hey, man, you just got a bunch of berries delivered. Can we eat them? <laughs> like, yeah, for sure. And he was so, I don't think I've heard him that excited in years. Get, get it. Yeah, let's get it. Uh, Jared. You've been playing some games too. I want to ta- start with Labo. Move yep. things around oh, here, Kat, just a little bit. You're Labo. I'm Labo, and that's Labo right. Video. Indeed, I was. I was really excited about jumping out for Labo because I, I, I the, when I very first saw the commercial, I kept hopping on and refreshing and refreshing the buy screen until it popped up because. One, it was cool for me. It's an innovative product. It's something really neat. Nobody's ever done anything quite like it. And I like when Nintendo kind of stretches what a game can be. But even more than that, it was for Angie. Because my wife loves maker stuff. Uh, my wife's an instructional technologist. She likes, whoa, what do we got She's going on there? what? Instructional technologist. Uh, okay. Yeah, that's a job. Okay, uh, And uh, yeah, it's a, it's a, it's a weird place where education and technology meet and do something I'm she's way smarter than me I don't understand making logs yeah she's making stuff anyway maker stuff she likes and so Labo uh even when when we were just getting the preview kind of like well this looks sort of neat I was like I'm getting that so I bought both sets brought them home let me tell you something about Labo you've been in Labo box no you've been in Labo box no they uh, they heard I wanted the piano and they said no Mr. Nintendo was like no Really? Actually, we didn't ask for it. I'm pretty sure that we probably turned them. You t- we turned them down, didn't we? Uh, as far as I understand, yeah, nobody got Labo. 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 I say Labo, but I think it's Labo. Nobody got it for free. No, oh, okay. Preston. Not even IGN. Yeah, I didn't know that. They had to buy it. Wow. Okay. Well, got that Labo. Got that Labo. However you pronounce it, I'm going to keep saying Labo. I like to say Labrador Retriever. There we go. Labrador. Open up that box, and people have complained about man. I sure am buying a bunch of cardboard here. Those things are not simple. 
to put together. They are brilliantly laid out. The instructions, yeah. which are all done in videos there on your Switch. So you're oh. just visually you're like rewinding, fast forwarding, watching them do it. They take you through step by step. You don't have to be able to, to it, there's not any real reading involved. It's just Thank follow God. these very visual directions. Well, I think it's supposed to be more kid friendly sure. in that yeah, regard. Yeah. And But there are literally hundreds of pieces in these boxes. I yeah. mean, it's exceptional. And so I've been having a lot of fun putting Labo together, but I haven't played any Labo yet. Uh, <laughs> really? Because I, I started with the backpack kit. Sure. Uh, I've got the, the mini stuff. With the but backpacks, like the robot, That's right? the robot, yeah. And the robot is one, in one box, it's effectively one giant toy. And it's got strings that make it move, and it's got, you know, it's got all kinds of complicated stuff to it. And when I say building it, Greg, I'm talking yeah. about by building it, I mean Angie builds it, oh, okay. and I sit and watch her build it. Do you have like a cigar and you're like the hat and you're just like supervising? No, not at all. Not not Harder. even that. I'm just, I'm just watching in shock as things that would like I would easily break this the moment I tried. Oh, sure, yeah. It's very sturdily put together, I, but you're getting your money's worth. Uh, yeah. Just just in the putting it together entertainment value, be a great thing to do, husband, wife, boyfriend, girlfriend, or Kevin or uh, Kevin and Greg, or kid and parent, or it's like it's fun to sit down That's and just awesome. play with it. It reminds me a lot what you're describing of Lego Dimensions. Yes. Where I, my favorite thing of Lego Dimensions was getting the new figure, the new car, and then opening the box and putting the tag down and then just walking me through how to build everything. Yeah, it, it's it's a little more complex than building some of the oh, Lego of course, Dimension of course, sets, yeah. but it's the same principle and it's a lot of the fun. And then, uh, so it's a high quality, innovative product that I'm really enjoying and I'm glad Nintendo went out on a limb and made this thing. Yeah. Uh, I can report more on the robot game later on okay? Uh, because I'm not into it yet, but okay. uh, I have been having fun putting it together and I'm impressed. Uh, I think it's worth what I paid for it. I know that sounds odd to say purchasing a bunch of cardboard was worth I don't believe bucks, that shit. When people were like, oh, it's just cool, but it's like, it's really complex. No, it is really you're complex. And it, it, it's, it's a process. Buying it's plastic. an experience. Yeah. You're purchasing, it's like a video game. You're, well, again, when you buy a video game, you're buying plastic. You're yeah, buying a exactly. disc yeah, you yeah, know, yeah. With, some, with some numbers on it. You're purchasing an experience. And what I've learned uh, is that a significant portion of the enjoyment of the experience of Labo really is putting it together. Gotcha. It's not just something you're going to throw together. It literally takes hours. Uh, and that's okay. Or at least to. You know, it's taking me hours. So fun hours. Yes, uh, especially with with a friend who is delighted by every stage of it. I mean, she just lights up, uh, and it, it's. I'm having as much fun watching her solve problems that I would never be able to get my head around uh, as I am. I think playing with the software. I think a little, and it's so well engineered. I mean, somebody put so much thought everything folds and stra like you're putting straps through cardboard you're like how's that going to hold on to my head or be able to move because there's all these moving parts that pivot and yet they're durable and it's just this brilliant clean engineering uh that you see in it so somebody worked their butt off just figuring out the perfect way to make this did you see that ups uh video they put out where UPS uh, was, it, it ends like it's. I, I'm paraphrasing, but I'm pretty sure. Actually, maybe I'm not. I thought it was game respect game, and it was UPS people taking their UPS boxes and they folded them and put them together in a way that stored all the. It was like, hey, congratulations, oh, Nintendo! It stored awesome. everything, then it folded together. Then there was a cardboard lock where you went like that locked, and then a cardboard handle that you pulled out and were able to roll it on its cardboard wheels. That's it awesome! Was like such a brilliant, like, hey, crossover. Of, yeah, cool. we use a lot of boxes, too. Now we just, use boxes, too. I'm flashing to that to that Simpsons episode where they're defending the box fort. Did you ever see that? 
Uh, I must oh, say, it's early beautiful. Right? Yeah, First it's, 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 yeah, it's it's yeah, uh, oh, it's Barton. Yeah. And Kevin, can we show it to everybody else? Oh, this not is you, audio listeners, because you're driving a that. car right now. Oh my goodness, yeah. Look at that. We got that. We got that piano. It's the little there stuff I actually want to play with more, but I've already started on the robot, and I want to finish robot, it. Man. Yeah, go back. But uh, it's the smaller projects. I think I'm actually look at that. You made a key. I thought for a second when I was watching this UPS video originally that they were going to put yeah. this out of what to do, and then right. like it gets so complicated, you're like, oh no, they were. This is not. No, no. And yeah, what the, what they're building here is is complicated. But honestly, the, uh, looking at Labo, I'd say that the it's far more complex to put that robot pack together. Oh, I just mean the fact that this yeah. isn't like a pre-built, you know, like Labo. Like here, here's yeah, these exactly. like things. Cut oh no, to this is impressive, yeah. especially the lock. That's yeah. the yeah, yeah, yeah. just that's like great. yeah, that's well, freaking. Was it game respect game? What do they say? Hold on, I want to see what they say. Yeah. I want to know if I was right or wrong. All right, what's that? Game respect. There game. we go. Hey, nice. Hey. I'm on fire, guys. Another yeah. trophy. <laughs> Somebody, somebody in the social media marketing department over there got a bonus this quarter. Love it. Yeah. Well done. Three thousand. Well done indeed. So that's that's Labo. I'll be happy to report on the quality yeah, of the I want to game hear more about once the I get actual there. Software stuff going. But on. I still got to build it because yeah. it really does take a while. Yeah. Uh, and I've been playing other stuff too. So I am juggling a lot right now because I, I got that going on and some other games and then, so yeah. Tim, what have you been playing? You fake gamer boy. Yeah, not much. Fake. Not playing more. a lot. I, I wanted to play uh, Donkey Kong Tropical Freeze, oh, yeah. but yeah. our ver copy of it got delayed. Why? Which is sad. I don't know. Some back end stuff. We're getting it Friday now. Yeah. Oh, like oh. like it got shipping delayed. Uh, no, I don't know. Just some weird Mr. Nintendo. Was oh, like, Mr. Hey, Nintendo. You guys need to wait a little longer than everyone else. I'm like, oh man, okay. <sighs> so no tropical freeze. I really wanted it. Do I need to call Reggie right now and yell him for you? Yeah, you, I would appreciate it because he was like, oh, I didn't like. Did you did you want it? I'm like, did I want the most underrated game of last generation on the Switch? Yeah, yeah, I do. I want it now. Tropical Free is real good. So good. I'm so happy people are getting it to play it. I'm excited to to play through it again. I got a bachelor party coming up. It's in New Orleans in a couple of weeks. So those plane flights are going to be real nice. They do some really clever stuff with the art and the backgrounds and how those affect mechanics. There. The music's so good. The jumping the back great. and forth between the planes is awesome. Pretty much everything except the craptastic minecart and zipline levels are, you, are see, beautiful. No, no, you're wrong. They're terrible. You're wrong. They're Jared. just awful. They are very, very good. Trial and error, man, at its best. Also, it's just not that much fun to play that game. You, dude, you, you're gonna love it. I, I did. I played it. You played it at PAX. That I did. Oh, you're, now you're gonna insult count. PAX? Yes. You're gonna walk into my house. I'm and gonna walk PAX. into your house. East. <laughs> <laughs> no, I really think that if you sit down with Tropical Freeze, that you'll enjoy it. It's, it's. Oh, I guarantee you'll enjoy it till you get to a minecart level. Here's what I'll guarantee I'll enjoy. That. Well, I don't enjoy this part of it. It turns out, ladies and gentlemen, I was wrong. This came up on a kind of funny games daily, but it does have a games cast hook. I, for a while, and I don't, I'm not proud to admit it, for a while, I've been talking about how I thought Minute was coming to Switch. And when it, when is Minute going to be on Switch? Uh -huh. I want to play Minute. I thought it was on Switch. I, I'm not going to play that on my PlayStation 4. I got things to do. Someone wrote in to kind of funny games daily. Like, Greg, clearly you already thought the game looks cool. I'm like, that's true. It looked like you'd be a lot of fun. I'm like, that's true as well. But like Jared said it was fun. I'm like, that's true too. You keep saying when's going to be on Switch. You're missing that you can get the platinum in two to four hours on PlayStation <gasps> Four, and I said I take it all back. I've, I apologize to everyone involved. Mm. So did you play Minute? No, not yet. Oh, I just platinum these other games. Okay, well go through Minute. Platinum is secret game. Can't tell you about it. Yeah. Huh? What did you say to me? It's doing What's minute math. I was doing minute math. Could be 169 oh. minutes. Did I you do it right? No, I got it right. Uh, Tim, that's always right. Yeah, I don't know if you want this. I'll toss it out there because again, it's, it's, it, it's come Give up it on me. Games Daily. I forgot all about it, but Angie remembered because she's much better at her job than me. I've played State of Decay, and I can finally talk about that. Oh, uh, State of Decay too. It's more State of Decay. Kevin, is that good? You on this? Yeah, oh yeah. 
State of Decay? It's more State of Decay. More State of Decay? Which I'm all about. But a lot of people I don't think are. This has been an, two days now in a row on Games Daily. We've had this conversation of Andrea hadn't played State of Decay mm-hmm. number one ever. I had, loved it, obviously played it multiple times. Um, State of Decay 2 is more of that, and she was off-put by like, oh, there's no story here, really? I'm like, no, you know, keep your people alive. Keep your community happy. It's like such a weird man. Did you ever play it? Well, let me ask you this. Yeah. Uh, for, let's let's pitch it to people that didn't play State of Decay. Since you're saying it's more State of Decay, yeah. let's go with the most of the world that didn't play State of Decay and say, give us, give the quick, give us a 60-second pitch here. Hey, everybody. It's me, Greg Miller from Undead Labs in this situation. Uh, I'm going to tell you about a game called State of Decay. What it is is a game that I will tell you is more of a zombie survival simulation than it is a action-packed, dead-rising kind of whatever the hell it is. You have this character. It can be you're going to have many characters because there's permadeath in this game. Okay. Wow. You have your little base that you can you need to get resources for mm-hmm. to build out. You have a giant map to explore. You go out to houses, you clear them meticulously Do you of name resources. The no, they already have their name. Sidebar to my 60 seconds, if you don't mind. Full disclosure, I was such a big fan of State of Decay 1 and a big proponent of it, they put a character named Greggy in this game. Beautiful. I don't know if it'll look like me. I doubt it, but we'll see. I and if so. it is, Tim, get the lawyer ready. We're going after these 10. motherfuckers. No, no, we're going to sue them. Yeah, exactly, exactly. <laughs> you go out. You meticulously search buildings for resources. You bring them back. You find other survivors. You save them. You bring them back, all while managing the fun thing of, do we have enough food? Do we have enough space? Do we have enough beds? Is the community happy? Is the community unhappy? Uh, That weird grounded, and and I'm winking and all this other shit, the groundedness of the zombie apocalypse is what the game is. And so that, I understand, isn't for everybody. And it was very much for me with State of Decay 1, and I believe it will be with State of Decay 2. Whereas I was like, man, in this demo you're letting me play, I'm, a, I'm sure, I'm, I'm a, you know, it's already a few hours in, I assume, yeah. or whatever. They've been playing for a little bit. I'm like, there's two cars outside of the house, but when I drive around, I'm not finding other cars. And they're like, oh, yeah, we thought that made the game too easy last time. We've taken way down the number of cars. And I'm like... Yeah, all right. Yeah. It, I, like, I like the idea of I'm, I'm going to, every time I leave the house, my zone, my, my, my uh, uh, radius gets a little bit bigger. Yeah. So when I do, and it was the same thing of like, oh yeah, you know, you always get these giant rucksacks, or not always, you find these giant rucksacks yeah. or build them of materials that you need, right? And I, and I, I said this on Games Daily, nobody corrected me, so I'm probably all right. And I talked to the dev there about it, the cars and then this, where you can take out, you can have a set number of outposts in the world, where in the old game, State of K1, you could drop the rucksack at and collect all that shit and be great. Now I was noticing in my, the outposts I was building, I couldn't do that. And I was like, are you telling me that every time I go further and further and I get one of these rucksacks, I have to bring it back to HQ? And they're like, yeah. And I'm like, all right. So it's a refinement. It's, it really is. It's, it's, it's a, a refinement on the really nerdy shit that the State of Decay kids like me love. Because mm-hmm. remember, this yeah. is the game. It's a weird thing now of like State of Decay 2 is being advertised at, you know, by Microsoft as this next big thing. And that's awesome. I remember when they had the booth at PAX that was by the, the literally by the stairs. Like they didn't even have like booths, like yeah. real booth mm-hmm. space there over here. And they would like sit you and be like, guess what? We have all these guns. And guess what? None of the bullets match. You need to find the right caliber for And we were like, yes. Like, <laughs> we did a let's play of this. I love um, that. K1 very early in our yeah. kind of Right. Career. You know, if you remember when we started um, kind of funny, they put out the Xbox One definitive enhanced version. or whatever the hell it was. Yeah. And yeah. I played the shit out of it and I ended up beating it on the stream or whatever. And I played through the DLC there and stuff like that. It's 
a refinement in the things that make State of Decay State of Decay. Yep. And for, like Andrea said when she sat down and had it played, they're like, what's the story? There is no story. Huh? You yeah. know what I mean? Like, oh, it's like no, it's and, like it's like an old school PC game. And kids were point. hitting her up and being like, oh, all right, cool. Is it like, like Dead State Rising? Of okay. Oh, that's good. Oh, you should it's, write into IGN about this. It's, it's like SimCity with zombies and guns and action. Yeah, right. It's, it's about resource but management. But I have a, uh, and I've been saying this, and this is hyperbole for what it will be, but I think it's in the same vein of it has a chance to No Man's Sky, I feel, where people are going to get it and think. Like, people are asking Andrea when she's like, what questions do you have? And they're like, is it like Dead Rising? And it's like, it's like that Obama gift. Like, no, it's not like that <laughs> yeah. at all. But like, I have a feeling people are going to get this game and be like, oh, it's the next big zombie uh, exclusive for Xbox. I'm super, st- what the fuck? What this guy's unhappy because they haven't. This guy's got uh, the plague, and I gotta make the cure for him, and I gotta yeah. go out to get this. And that's like it's fucking pig. Seems man. like a lot of fun for me, but I don't know. Yeah, it sounds delightful to me. Played co op with it too. That yeah. works. It's was it, there not co op in the first? No, there wasn't. No. Mm-hmm. Okay. So this is like it's one of those where you drop into the host world. You can take back certain things to your world, certain XP, but you don't progress your story or missions or anything like that. Mm-hmm. I think it'll be a big boon for. Hey, I've beaten the game, but somebody else is still playing. I want to help. Or hey, and with Xbox Game Pass. You could do that. Yeah, exactly. Advocating uh, for that. That sounds lovely. State of the game and all kinds of fun stuff going on in your life right oh, now. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And that's the thing. Now now we now we play the waiting game. Oh, like, where's okay. the Detroit code? And where's the State of the yeah. K code? We are yeah. three weeks removed from both these Ooh, games. Yeah. And I'm ready for both of them. But there, I want that Detroit. Instead, I got to go home, ignore my wife, and Platinum Minute. There you go. Go Platinum Minute. You'll have fun with that. It's a fun game. Well, Jared. I was looking at the, the you know, the uh, shut up, Tim. I was looking at the PlayStationTrophies.org way to do it yeah and it seems like you know i can't open snakes or something you know snakes the first time around or some shit i don't know okay well play it play it through the first time so you no get no no i don't waste my time you don't want to spoil a minute. i want to get the platinum you're not gonna have possible. fun with minute if well you're there's here. very specific things to do and not do and i'll just follow that and be fine oh it's gonna spoil the puzzles also where slide everybody tim back to you oh jared yeah red dead redemption yeah uh, i'm playing red dead why so, do you play red dead well i i'm right now it's wednesday we're recording this on Wednesday. Those watching live know that. Those watching in the future might not. But yeah, it's it's Wednesday, and uh, a Red Dead Redemption 2 trailer just dropped. You watched it yet? I did. You watched it yet? Oh, yeah. What you think? Looked good. What looked think? real good. I think it looks really pretty. Yeah, I think... What's that, that mean, you son of a bitch? I just not... I don't care that much about it. You don't like I Westerns? I was explaining this before. I mean, yeah, probably not. Westerns aren't really like a thing that I'm drawn to. And Red Dead Redemption 1, I was telling Jared this earlier, and I've never said it out loud. Played it really enjoyed it but if i didn't hear other people talk about it the way they do i would never think it was mm. as good as everyone else says and i think that's just a personal thing where it's just like i don't really like giant open games it was a giant open game we'll learn you yeah we'll learn you my yeah. friend i mean yeah i love oh, go ahead to talk about how uh, the trailer looks great and all this stuff you want to know what i've been kicking around today hmm. and i'm going to do it while you talk about it a little bit okay going into my room pulling out that drawer pulling out blow the dust off the playstation 3 uh-huh. And can I platinum Red Dead? Because I never did. Uh-huh. I never did. Now, of course, Colin and a Sopranos disc killed my original PlayStation 3. Did I ever upload those saves to the clouds? I don't know. Yeah. Well, so that's yeah. a big thing. Maybe start back from the beginning. That's too much. That's, that's too much. much. That's well, too that's far. what I'm doing. Because I just popped Red Dead back here in the old Xbox One. Because it's got that backwards Xbox One X enhanced. That's right. Well, I don't have the Xbox One X. So, mm. Although apparently, I mean, have you seen the shots? It's mm-hmm. beautiful. It looks real beautiful nice. Beautiful on Xbox One X. But no, I'm playing on my ye old regular Xbox One. <laughs> ye old regular right. Xbox One. Popping that disc in there and going back to it because uh, 
I love Red Dead. I love Red Dead for a number of reasons. I love what I saw in the trailer today. It gave me tremendous confidence, reinforced tremendous confidence. But Jared, I have a question. Yeah. Do you love Red Dead enough to make a podcast about Why, Red look, Dead? Tim, yes, I do. Wow. That's right. So yeah, ladies and gentlemen, if you're watching uh, right now on Wednesday, I'm leaving from this place, headed off to record the very first episode of Red Dead Radio, the Red Dead Redemption podcast with Jared Petty, uh, where each and every week, stealing that from that uh, that game Stealing works, where each and every week uh, you're going to be able to find the latest news about Red Dead Redemption 2, as well as join me in my from the beginning playthrough of Red Dead Redemption. We're also going to go out there and look at some Revolver, we're going to look at some Undead Nightmare. We're going to make our way forward. We're going to keep up with the Red Dead news as that hype builds toward what I think is going to be a pivotal, transformative, state-of-the-art altering game in Red Dead Redemption 2, but that's not all. In addition to that, we're gonna talk about Westerns, Cowboys, and the cinematic influences that reach out and make these experiences so special to us. Why do we care about these very simple, beautiful stories out in the middle of nowhere? Why are Westerns a genre? Why does this game so evocative? Why did Red Dead 1 do that? So every week we'll be talking about the television and movies that inform, we'll be talking about the music that informs these things, as well as, you know, every week we're gonna have a different Wiki Wiki Wild Wild guest come in. Jesus Christ. We're going straight to the Wild Wild guest every week. That's right. too good. Now, hold on a second. Time out. That's all awesome. I love everything you're saying. Have you reached out to Cisco yet to get him to do a soundbite for you? No. Okay. And he uh, would do it probably. Yeah, he probably would. If if he'd do the hook for that, that would be unreal. Oh wow, Cisco really could do that. You got. We got to figure out what we want to say exactly. So good. Well, I think he just we're going we're straight to straight the wild wild to guest. The wild wild guest. I think it's That's all we it. need. Yeah. We okay. just, and we introduce the person. Cisco, if you're listening, and I know you will be eventually. Yeah. Not right now. You're busy, but you will okay. be. Yeah, because that, 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 I'll use that. I do have a new theme song by Ye Old Brian Altana. Oh. Yeah, I got some, Is everything Ye Old now? Uh, I guess so. It's, that's right. No, that's, 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 that's how they said back then. I, well, I'm going to say it anyway. I've heard of both ways. But no, I, look, if you, if you love video games, this is going to be a show for you. And uh, I'm doing this because I adore the Western mythos, and how it's informed so much. I adore Red Dead and Red Dead 2. I love the other influences that Western storytelling have had on video games, how it ties into everything from samurai movies to Star Wars. Mm. And that's all going to be a part of what we we, uh, look through in the show. We're also going to do every episode a, a bit of randomness. Uh, a little bit of delight. Right what we call random. Well, yeah, we're going to have a little luck of the draw or a little dealer's yeah. choice. You're better than me at this. We got some dealer's choice there where we talk about random topics with interesting people. We're going to have your feedback, of course. Pony Express, that's the mailbag. If you want to send some of the Pony this Express really right well now so far. and I get like ahead of us here, mail at reddeadradio.com. If you want to send it in, we can hear from you there. And of course, if you want to support the show, hey, it's that same Patreon. You want to know more about it? You can go to reddeadradio.com, which is not actually active yet, but will be by tomorrow when the show launches. Uh, you'll be able to go there. So, uh, but the but the email works right now. Cool. And uh, you can go to youtube.com slash hot blip and jump because this is under the hot blip and a jump. I was going to say, you said umbrella. the Patreon, not our Patreon. Yeah, Patreon. no, my Patreon. What's please. your Patreon? Uh, my Patreon, you can get there just by going to hotblipjump.com is the easiest way to hot do it. Blip or patreon.com slash Jared Petty. And you can find the stuff on the hot blip and a jump channel. Uh, and I think you're going to have fun with it. It's going to be audio available also. It takes a few days for things to propagate on iTunes. Sure. So I'll let you know when it's up on iTunes. Thank you for giving me so long to, to make this. What, what was that? I got the kind of a grin there what was i was saw that? him shake his can which was this subtle like where's cool greg i want more yeah i got four empty ones but i'm yeah i'm looking forward to playing back through it again and, and god i think i'm just going to wander around and pay poker for weeks like mm-hmm. i did you know last time i played a lot of poker now that's that the world. thing right now i checked 
I have 44% of the trophies in Red Dead. If okay. my save is still there, that's not outrageous to sit there and actually go for these silvers and golds. No, it's not outrageous at all. It's a fun game. I mean, it's, This is the same thing, too, where Jen was like, explain to me why people love this game. And I was like, yeah. why don't I show you, baby? Why don't yeah. I Yeah, well, now you're going to show. Well, it's, it's lovely. I, uh, what I saw in the trailer today, I mean, there's a lot to recommend it. There's a lot of really, they know their history, and there's so much historical depth going on in those shots that, that just oh, really? gets me nerd. Oh, yeah, it's, gets I nerd out watching this. But even more, there's that cinematic appreciation. That the is art, 100% there. The art direction on that trailer. Do you notice that practically every time it fades in and out, it's a new color palette? Mm. It, it's, it's a different view of the West. Have you ever watched Steve Ives' The West, the Ken Burns uh, documentary no. uh, director, that opens, every episode opens differently with these sweeping pictures of the West, but it's always different pictures. And the colors just change because the West is so huge and so diverse and so naturally beautiful that it's just like getting smacked in the face with different colors and different hues. And that's what that trailer felt like. Gotcha. And I was just like, oh. So there's, uh, as, as my friend would say, ye old get hype. Okay. Uh, ye old Jared Petty, are you... Not disappointed, but does it being a prequel at all do anything for you in terms of like uppering or down your expectation? Uh, I'm happy it's a prequel. You really? Um, well, I, I wanted an earlier time period, honestly. Actually, 99 is a little later than I thought they'd go, although some things from the trailers made me wonder if that was where they were going to shoot. Uh, and they wanted to have those characters in that are familiar. But, you know, Rockstar, for all we know, you may pop into this and it'd be 1876 for a third of the mm. game. You know, you don't know yeah, what's yeah, going to yeah, happen. Yeah, yeah. I, 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 uh, well, um, that's what I found interesting and why Steve and I were confused on Games Daily talking about it today. Because Steve's been like media dark on it, unlike us who are like looking into stuff. And he's like, well, yeah, I love Red Dead Redemption. I'm excited that this one is continuing it because the trailer talks about, you know, how it's... And I'm like, well, actually, you know, it's a prequel, not mm -hmm. a sequel. And he's like, really? And like, yeah. we had to bring up the timeline and figure it all out of like, Red Dead Redemption, the ending was, we are mashing up against the modern age. Yeah, you know what I mean? Exactly. This is how it is. Whereas this one for them to say in there that the age of cowboys is ending was like... Well, yeah, but we also know that there's like another 20 years of them in your own universe. Well, again, a lot of this, that 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 cinematic influence there, you've got uh, movies like The Shootist or The Wild Bunch that are all about the end of an era. They use the words, you know, myth and legend very deliberately in that trailer because there is a time that we go from Red Dead exists at a place where it feasts on the mythology of the West, the made up parts of it, while embracing the realism at the same time, the way that some of the best like John Ford Westerns like the searchers did. Yeah. And that when those two rub up against each other, you get great storytelling in the, in the hands of, of, of a good director and a good writer uh, in cinema. And I think that's going to work for this as well. If you're going to make a sequel to red dead, it would have effectively been a John Dillinger movie sure. because that's where that culture went. Yeah. It became, yeah, 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 yeah. it became gangs running around all over the country being chased by the FBI. This allows them to go back and tell a classical hole in the wall gang, Butch Cassidy and the Sundance Kid kind of story, that was, which they really didn't get to do with the first one. And it, that was my thing. I think on Games Daily, I was very much like, oh, well, you know, does it take away that I know who from Dutch's gang is going to survive and do all these different things? But then the more I talked about it, it was the way they pitch it in their little paragraph, right? Of just like, it's a bank heist gone wrong or whatever. They're on the run from bounty hunters and the law. And it's like, you know what? That's an interesting movie unto itself. I don't care that like I might know that this person is definitely going to make it out. John yeah. Marston's going to make it out. How, 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 yeah, how many stories are told where running down the last gang is is the thing? You know, yeah, the yeah, last yeah. remnants of a dying world. But the other part of it is uh, something that one of my favorite TV shows, Steven Universe, has 
has taught me. Of course, um, one of the best TV shows ever. You are you a Steven no, guy? No, that was totally me being sarcastic. I don't oh, know anything about Steven okay. Universe. I'm a fucking man. I'm watching Justice League reruns. All right. Oh. Today I got to show Jen this clip from YouTube of Flash fighting the entire Justice League. She's like, "Why are they bad?" I'm like, "They got purple snakes in them." And then the purple snakes started coming out. No big deal. Okay, well you're wrong. Uh, but I. I'm very happy to learn earlier today that you are one of the five other people on earth that play Tactics Ogre, so I forgive you. Dude, um, when they came in and explained that fucking wheel, we were all like, <laughs> and I'm like a PSP guy, I'm like, this is amazing. Yeah. So going forward with that, Steven Universe, one of the things it's taught me is that this is supposed to be a children's show, easily one of the best television shows I've ever watched in any genre for adults. But in the entire time that show's been on, they've only killed one character. And... <laughs> And yet the show hurts you every five or six ep episodes with an emotional depth that's difficult to express. Some of the most painful storytelling because they've learned that there are much worse things than death that you can do to characters you love. And they're very, very good at doing that to okay. you. And I think there's an opportunity with sure. when you know somebody's going to survive, you think they're safe. What if there's a way to hurt you more by hurting them? Right. Mm, okay. Than there like is to ordering kill them. Coke and only having Pepsi. I, you know, I like Pepsi. Yeah, I know. I, I, so I don't know why y'all keep so me around. Gotta, you know. I prefer Coke. I mean, Coke is Coke, Coke is top tier. But Tim, I have worse news. There's multiplayer trophies in Red Dead, so I'm not going for the platinum. No. That's probably what stopped me back in the day. Uh, okay, there we go. Yeah, because I don't think multi works on backward compatibility. It might. Well, it doesn't. I mean, I'd be playing on my PS3 because PlayStation doesn't work with backward compatibility. Oh, that's right. I also just don't yeah. want to try to. It doesn't work with trophies. Oh. Exactly. There's a lot of problems here yeah. when you talk about the platinum. You got a good point. <laughs> but yeah, I've rambled about this for a while. But seriously, Red Dead Radio, I yeah, I have I'm about to go out and record the first episode. Alana Pierce is our first guest. Ooh. Uh, she's she's a fantastic person. We're also going to talk about Westworld uh, tonight on that because we're tying into those cinematic influences and Westworld, a game, a, a television show about a giant open world Western yeah. video game. Um, that might be appropriate for it yeah i'm figuring so you got some fun with that yeah now, it's now jared i want to ask you about one more game <laughs> you have two here but i'm only going to let you talk about one this week all right oh, what's going to be i have to get the other one later all right what is it you can choose all right so i got two what was oh, it oh my gosh oh you can choose oh, i gotta choose between okay <laughs> what do you think i said um, i thought you said you could choose and i was like that i have not heard of that video game <laughs> and i don't think we should talk about it you could choose okay i've got a mobile game that i'll save for next week okay because it's brand new and i think it'll have a few days to, to simmer and be good so instead i'm going to talk about core gadget uh which we talked about on games daily right mm -hmm. and that's why i'm going to jump to this one so i went and got core gadget core gadget is rad now i want to Qualify that. Have you played with it? No, but I want you to explain everybody what, what base level. If they miss games daily, what is Korg? Korg, Korg is a company that produces synthesizers. Uh, they produce oh. the ways that you hear sounds. And a long time ago, they made a DS cart that was a Korg synthesizer. And it was ridiculously powerful and capable and allowed you, if you were willing to go through the trouble of doing the audio ads, to make music on your DS. It was not... A, it was very cleanly designed. If you knew how a synthesizer worked, you knew how it worked. But it was not super user-friendly. Yeah. Core Gadget is a music creation studio for the Switch. Uh, it's a premium level product. It's like 48 bucks. Uh, it is a on, download only. It's not available on, uh, on card at this point. And it is redonkulous with a qualifier. Redonkulous, and it is really capable and very intuitive if you understand how a tracker works. Mm. 
Uh, if you it's understand, easy. I throw it on somebody, they yeah. go and look at my screen. <laughs> right. 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 Yeah. So you don't have to have created music to use this thing, but you need to understand that there is a learning curve to using a tracker or a series of trackers. You have all the capability of 16 different synthesizers, I believe it is, mm-hmm. uh, in this, 12 or 16 Probably different synthesizers 16. that you can layer over one another, tweak and adjust every dial, and literally manually adjusting the dials just like you would if you had that piece of equipment in front of you. The sound fidelity is fantastic. You have an easy time tracker where all your stuff is very menu driven and and but there's a learning curve. I mean, in a few minutes, knowing roughly what I was doing, because I fool around with music even though I'm not any good at it, I was able to create something that sounded like music coming out of it. But this is not Wii music. This is not a rhythm game. It is a Software. Powerful piece of music creation software that is less intimidating than a full pro set you might get on PC if you were going to be an engineer. It is a great introduction to creating tracker-based music. And if you like the idea of sitting down and creating your own music and letting the software do some of the work for you and fiddling with sounds and rhythms until it's just like you like it. They also do some clever stuff with emotion where you can alter tones by... By moving the, oh, that's the, smart. the yeah, it's really neat, but it's not casual, nor is it insurmountable. It's somewhere in between. Mm. Um, I fully intend to create a piece of music from this, plug it into my capture kit, export the the music through my capture kit, and you know use it for a podcast or something at some point. It's powerful enough to do that. Absolutely, buy mm. one of those big boom boxes. Come in here, starts Gamescast. Just bring it. I'll tell you what. When yeah. I finish my composition, uh-huh. if you can find me a giant boombox, I will do that. I'll do you one better. How about this? You finish the composition, right? You use it forever you want. You want to use it. To, you send it to me. I will lay down audio over it. I will just fucking freestyle. And then I'll take Greg's <gasps> version of that. Yeah. And I'll bring it into Mario Paint and I'll do a Mario You won't Paint do that. You're a coward. Will you? Are you kidding me? You're going to do some Mario Paint? Fucking frog. Fine, do it. Uh, oh, everybody get together. It's right. one giant I'm hand dead. thing. We're all doing it. All right. Break. There we now, go. Now, can I give a shout out? About this Korg business to one Adam Whittle. Adam Whittle is a kind of funny best friend. Oh, hey. Adam Whittle heard you talking about Korg on Kind of Funny Games Daily and wrote in to the Kind of Funny subreddit and said, Thanks for the plug, Jared. Hey, Jared, thanks for the plug on the new Korg gadget for Switch. Hope you're having lots of fun making music. For any of you best friends wanting to get your hands on a copy, I am running a competition to enter. Please email microcast and it's K A S T at korg.co.uk and then simply tell me you want it. Simple. <laughs> Thanks and hope you all have fun making music. Adam Whittle from Korg UK, the Korg Microcast podcast, kind of funny best friend at Adam Korg UK. Rat, wow. Adam. Thanks. Oh, this might be a, a like douchey thing to ask. Oh, here we fucking go. Your can very clearly says don't be a douche. It does actually. It says don't be a D bag. Uh, I. I've never really understood the place for this type of application. I remember back mm-hmm. on the, the PSP, there was a similar thing that I was excited for because I was like, oh, I don't know how to do music on my computer and stuff, but I'm interested in making beats. I'm interested in this type of stuff. Mm-hmm. And once I got it, I was like, oh, it's so proprietary and so based on the inputs that the PSP mm-hmm. is capable of that what's the point you of mean me, all of them? What's the point of me even learning this when I should just be learning the proper thing on a PC? I think that it's it's three things. Uh, first, it is just almost a purely educational tool. It is simpler than sitting down and learning to do it in a studio. Uh, and it is 
maybe even more important, number two, much less expensive mm-hmm. <laughs> than than a lot of the solutions that are out there, particularly intuitive solutions. It's that it's that that sweet spot between ease of use and accessibility and price, because there are really powerful tools out there that are free. Uh, and if you want to sit down and learn to use them, you can create cre- tremendous music without spending a dime. Yeah, free loops. But well, that's free anymore. using Easter. this, you're going to have a lot of, man, if I just fiddle with this dial, oh, look, a square wave. Oh, I can just, wow, it sounds so different. And you get very quickly, very intuitively, it, it you know, mm. hold down that left that left trigger and it overlays with everything that everything does. And it's like, oh, okay, mm. I, I, I'm not going to get lost here. It's kind of a safe place to, to do that and and still learn a lot of the principles that are going to translate over to tracker software. Got it. Uh, that's the first two. The third is I think that it's purely a toy. Mm. Um, it's not for most professional musicians are going to go out in their studio and use other tools, but it's going to appeal to the same folks that use Game Boys. You know, the, if you got people that say, well, you think about people like Mega Ran. I'd be shocked if he doesn't play around with this and use it to output something. In a way, it's got. Yeah. And, and I'm, you know, you're super into it, and it's not my cup of tea at all. But I would imagine it's a gateway drug, right? Yeah. Oh, here's this low cost way to, for me to jump in and see what this is about. And oh, I really do like this, and I'd like to go to the next level. Or no, this is fine. Or yeah. not even for me. It's also art being defined by limitations. You mentioned Mario Paint. Um, you play around with Mario Paint. Mario Paint, one of my favorite games. Okay, me too. Name I the main Mar- character. Main character Mario Paint. It's debatable. Fuck, he got me. He's got me. Technically, it's, it's you. Yeah, got I thought it was, I thought it was that fly. Well, well, no, it's not the fly because you are the one swatting the fly. That's true. You know but I thought mean? that was a metaphor for the human condition. I don't know. We man. are all the shit fly. Gets, shit gets fucking deep. But yeah, I love Mario Paint, and uh, so I played around with Mario Paint. My wife and I wrote a Mario Paint Christmas tune for folks and sent it home years ago. Those and are too cool. Of course, there's Mario Paint Composer. Uh, mm-hmm. You ever use that? Yeah. For PC, you sit there and you get. And people write. You know, they make. Covers if you go on YouTube, you songs. can find Let's... any song ever made via Mario Paint. It, it's crazy. And Mario Paint is very limited. That's the thing. There's only so much you can't. So to get around Mario Paint's limitations, you're forced to innovate or make compromises. It's just like that. The boundaries of what you can do force you to make certain kinds of art or to look for solutions around limitations. Mm-hmm. It's like people programming video games on old PCs or programming music on old computers. They could only do so much, and so they had to be creative to get around that, whereupon now you have so much power, you can do almost anything you can dream of. Mm -hmm. That has a certain artistic appeal for people. Working within limitations sometimes leads to better art. Well, like, and the NES chipset and stuff could only allow for three sounds at any one time to be played, and Mario Paint's the same thing. Actually, four and a half. It was four and a half for NES? So the NES has four channels and a fifth rarely used sample channel. Really? Um, Yeah. Hmm. uh, There's a wonderful book about this uh, called I Am Error. Uh, It's all about the NES hardware. You would love it. Hmm. It's just this, like, 300-page nerd dive into every chip in that thing and why it does what it does. And wow. how it was used in software. It's beautiful. But yeah, the, the NES... Now, the Commodore 64 had three channels, and, and the SID did a lot. But the NES had kind of like 4.5, depending on how you, you played with mm. it. Uh, and then the SNES, man, that was a sample. You know what I'm getting off on? The, <laughs> that was all built on samples, though. Like, well, that was entirely sample-based. Check out 
cord gadget. Ladies yeah, did you see fun. that Ikaruga's coming to the Switch? <gasps> yes, I did! I mentioned it on Kind of Funny Games Daily, and I did one of these because I was pretty sure he was going to burst through the fucking wall. Yeah. Like Kool-Aid yeah. Man. Yeah. No, just like every piece of history on it. Because I love the game, but I don't know. Like, oh my gosh, Ikaruga. So now we can just go for Radiant Silver Gun, Sekio Gurantai, Dodonpachi, Mars Matrix, You're Layer Section. I love the shmups. It's a oh, good yeah. genre. You love the shmups? Oh, I love shmups, yeah. We're going to play Damon Ikaruga? Hatfield, huge into shmups, of course. That's right. Ikaruga, yeah. I've only tasted. I as soon as I got the press release, I hit him up. I'm like, when you have codes, let me know. Okay. Because I really do want to get. And like, you see, you can turn it vertical. Right. Well, I didn't see. Yeah. That. They put that out. You can turn it vertical. Yeah. Have you? Um. Have you? You have an Xbox, right? Uh. Yeah. It, yeah. Uh. Backward compatible. I think it's somewhere. On, it's no, somewhere. Okay. Yeah. yeah I have yeah, it. Okay. Um. I got a funny one. We were doing party mode the other day. I turned it on and installed uh, Fusion Frenzy. Fusion Frenzy. And I and it was a a tweet a, a best friend sent me that was just a screenshot of his phone that says Game Over Greg is online. He's like, this is a rarity. <laughs> so we talked about this in the pre-show before you came on, Greg. Uh, we were actually talking about the Garuga because one of the uh, uh, kind of funny best friends mentioned it, but. Go to your Xbox, spend like the eight or ten bucks, and download Radiant Silver Gun, okay. which is still available backward compatible oh, okay. uh, from from Xbox. Uh, why? How they did that? I don't know. That is the template that Ikaruga was built on. It is as much as I leave Ikaruga, Radiant Silver Gun is, is the superior game. It is the best shmup of nice. all time, okay. Okay. and designed by the same people that Ikaruga. And it is totally worth your time to go in there and just be like, "Well, this is the best thing I've ever played." And at first, <laughs> you're going to be like, "Wow, this is." It, it's kind of like Symphony of the Night. You're all, you're like, ooh, this is really cool, and then you start figuring out what the colors have to do with each other, and like, oh, and then you oh. start figuring out how deep it goes, <laughs> and you realize you're playing like a shooter with the depth of a fighting game, but it feels intuitive. Mm, okay, it's okay, freaking great. I won't do that. I'll wait for Ikaruga on Switch, but yeah. no big deal. Okay, ladies and gentlemen, this has been the kind of funny games cast episode one hundred and sixty nine. Uh, get hyped because guess what? Eventually, we'll be back for episode two hundred and sixty nine. That's going to be a good Will one. all of us be alive? Find out in 100 weeks. No, yeah. one. Well, yeah. Probably may, may have Give some breaks take, in between. Give or take. E3 gets kind of weird with how we do stuff. And, sure, sure, I don't know. sure. But until sure. then, big, big I'll let you. Booty. Yeah, you.